Hey guys. <sighs> so, I've been thinking lately. Home. Home, right? Home is supposed to be our our safe space where we feel comfortable with being who we are. Hmm? Let our hair down, right? Know that um, that old saying, uh, home is where the heart is. I, I used to hear that and I used to think it meant like, it's your house because that's where your family is and you love your family. But now I also think it means a little bit more to me. It means home is me. My heart is within me. Right? There is no other heart like mine. There is no other heart like yours. We, we are meant to feel at home being who we naturally are. which is love. We are love. Home is where the heart is. But we get tipped into belief, believing that um, our hearts have to go to others instead of ourselves first. So, Today, um, today I want to talk about our self-esteem, our self-caring, and our own self-love. And I've been personally thinking about who I want in my life, um, how I want my life to be, where I know I'm headed, you know, etc. And as I always say, I'm always trying to learn and grow for my own sake because I want to be the best version of me from here on out. And I have no plans on stopping. So I keep going, keep learning, keep discovering, discovering new ways to get my human self to new levels of Consciousness, I guess. <laughs> so I think and sit and talk and think and write and sit and talk. And I kind of feel like a uh, fucking Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> and he was like, think, think, think. <laughs> uh, but I do these things, I do. And they are part of me and I'm very much rolling into myself more and more embracing who I am naturally and I honestly don't care if I'm misunderstood I don't because I'm finally finally starting to understand and that to me 
is an amazing feeling to be living in. <clears throat> anyway, so I was thinking on this and, and reading some memes and shit and <laughs> I stumbled across this. It says, we are what we think. All that arises within our thoughts, with our thoughts, we make this world. And how do you feel about that? Like, do you believe this quote? Uh, I do. I really do. It's a, it's a quote from Buddha. And as you know, if you listen to any of my other episodes, which I hope you have, <laughs> um, I don't box myself into any one religious point of view. I'm a full believer in omnism. I believe that no one religion is superior, but there is great spiritual truth in all of them. I'm a lover of learning and finding new ways to grow. Not only my human mind, but I want to enhance the vibration of my soul. And I, I do. I resonate with different religious, spiritual point of views. I do like many of the Buddhist ideas around treatment of life and others. I don't know. Maybe it's uh, the simple calming piece of it. The non-asking of anything but finding joy, you know? Like, no collection plates, no judgments of so-called sins, no specifics on how you find yourself or your belief in what is holy, you know? But, uh, as we all know, we are all on our own path. And I respect the views of everyone, even if I don't necessarily mirror them. And that's what I love about my journey. It's mine. <laughs> Growing up, I was always made to believe whatever the group believed was right. And in my case, personally, it was either choose church or be an atheist. <laughs> so, no in between. <laughs> so I thought, I better make sure I choose right. And I think, and I've said it before, I used to have perfectionist tendencies, and that, I think that's a big part of where I adapted those tendencies. I better choose right. And most of my life, I was just lost and trying to appease what I thought was right based on others' thoughts, theories, ideas beliefs until I started my awakening hmm. and that's when I actually shut out the rest of the world's point of view and said what the actual fuck have I been doing none of these people are me none of them have lived what I've lived how I've lived it none of them why do I have to listen to what they believe? And I relaxed. And I realized that I never had to. And I started hearing myself again from my heart. And I knew, I knew what was right for me and my life. I am love. So much so that what I think is what I create. See? It's all about that law of attraction. It really is. And the idea of it is so simple that 
when we first try it, we think there's no way this is how it works. Uh, I mean, at least I did. I was just like, it can't be as easy as thinking happy thoughts. <laughs> like, what the fuck am I, Peter Pan? <laughs> but you guys, it is literally as simple as that to get to get started. You know, start getting your life to be, oh, well, fucking your life. <laughs> the way you want it to be. Look, feel. Um... When I was younger, right, um, there was a book by Roald Dahl called The Twits. And here's a, a little piece of it. It said, um, if a person has ugly thoughts, it begins to show in the face. And when that person has ugly thoughts every day, every week, every year, the face gets uglier and uglier until you can hardly bear to look at it. A person who has good thoughts cannot ever be ugly. You can have a wonky nose and a crooked mouth and a double chin and stick out teeth. But if you have good thoughts, it will shine out of your face like sunbeams and you will always look lovely. And it was like an 80s kid's book. But I wanted to share this because it lines up perfectly with that quote above from Buddha. It lines up with the law of attraction. And time after time, there are people, often kind, most often successful in many parts of life, that share these things with the rest of humanity. But because of the intense confusion around how we've been conditioned to conduct our lives, we often think, yeah, that's a good story. Or that's a nice quote. I feel inspired for five seconds, <laughs> right? I have a word-a-day calendar, you know what I mean? But what happens is we struggle to attach the message to our own situations, to fully embrace the message. And the reason is simple. We think we, we don't deserve it to be easy. We think if it's easy, there must be a catch. And so because we thought that thought, it becomes our reality. There becomes catches and the easy things, and we say, ha, huh, see, told you, life is hard. And because we thought life was hard and said it was, it is. Hmm? <laughs> Jesus, Buddha, Alan Watts, Roald Dahl, Abraham Hicks, Maya Angelou, John Lennon, all these people some religious icons, some cultural icons, right? All human vessels carrying souls who tried or try to spread the truth of all that is. All that is, is all you deem it to be. What you think is what you are. What you imagine, you create. The issue is the conditioning of it. That's the struggle, right? For example, gas prices recently, right? I've got most of our, uh, most of society bitching like crazy. Hmm? A thought that we have no control of the prices of gas, we complain about them, but continue to pay them. Hmm? Why? 
because we continue to believe we have to be the robots we were told we had to be. We have to go to work, pay, pay, pay. But the truth, if society as a whole actually decided to stand up for themselves, is we don't have to pay. I mean, boiled down to the simplest level, okay? What we give attention to is what becomes important in our lives. I mean, those who ride bikes to work don't give a shit about gas prices. And many know they have the ability to work remote, so if prices are too high, is it not an option to work from home? Hmm? Prices rise because while we complain to all the wrong people, <laughs> we still pay them. It's really as simple as that. Uh, I remember when the country was on lockdown and only quote-unquote essentials were working. Gas where I live was like $1.20 a gallon. Fucking $1.20. Why? And no, it's not because of who was in the office, okay? It's because nobody was buying gas. Supply and demand, right? Barely anybody was buying gas. So in order to get the people buying, again, they lower the prices. Gas will always go up around travel seasons if you pay attention. More travel means more need for gas means they know you will pay for it so you can get where you want or need to be. And someday maybe people, you know, like normal people who are tired of the grind will wake up and realize the numbers that are literally on our side and always have been. If we say no and follow through with it, then the hand is forced. But we have been conditioned to be too scared to buck the system. Too shy to rock that boat. So instead we bitch and complain and nothing changes because we stay in the mindset of it all being shit. And so it is shit. Caught the thought, right? The hand full of people who realize that it's all for one and one for all, unfortunately, are too small in numbers to impact the collective. Right now, anyway. And because they're out there teaching the collective, it's all for you and none for them, we continue to lose. It's forcing us to live in a control mindset masters freedom. So maybe we can't change the whole world yet. But more and more of us are happy waking up to the facts in front of us and relaxing. But yes, we do control the world around us. And it all starts with those thoughts you have and the attention you focus your energy on. And the choice is truly yours, as is the journey. And so is the world. So how will you choose to embrace the reality you're creating? Are you going to place the energy into the light or dark? Positive or negative? Mind control is all around us, from the frequency they play our music at to the visions on the screens all around us. But the real control is yours. They can influence your mind, but your soul is the ultimate override code, the great reset button to take back the power you've had all along. And much like Dorothy and the fucking Wizard of Oz, once you do, you realize that a power within yourself, that knowing your life is yours to control, that no matter what the outside tries to throw at you, 
because you're right within, there literally is no place like home. Hmm. All right, my friends, I'm done for today. I will talk to you all later. Bye.